Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrands may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrands may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Talk to him. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's your girl, AJ. It's Tam Bam. <laughs> I'm somebody else today. And like, we talk, talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> we got some good stuff today. Yeah, Better stuff get- than last time. Uh-uh. I'm trying to get some free free therapy today. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Anytime we have a doctor of anything, I'm trying to take advantage of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dr. Oreo Wo. She's a sex therapist. And we're going to be talking to her about uh, sex, basically. So not to be confused with a sex expert or a sexpert. Um, from how she says it is like basically that kind uh, of communication, right? Yeah, yeah. But she is also a sexpert. Yep. So let's get into it, girl, because I'm excited to know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're live. Hey, Doctor Donna Oreo. Whoa, is on the show, everybody. This is We Talk Back. It's Tam Bam. And it's AJA. And we, and Dr. Donna is a sex therapist. And she's going to talk to us about some. We got crazy questions for you, especially AJ. Oh, I'm ready. So, <laughs> first, we want to congratulate you on your double masters and your PhD, girl. Round of applause for you, sis. Yes, yes that's black girl, girl magic. magic. Finest. <laughs> for real. Talk to us and our listeners about what motivated you to get into sex therapy. People kept telling me their business. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I need to get in there then. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, people kept on telling me their business. Um, and more than that, I felt like sex should not be a taboo because I'm looking at all the people. I'm looking like somebody had sex just so you could be here. Facts. So I'm just <laughs> like, but why are we keeping it a secret? I, we celebrate pregnancies, we celebrate births, but we don't want to talk about what led to those things. It won't make any sense. I'm pro-pleasure over here. So Period. just talking about um, sex just seemed like a natural, normal thing, especially as it relates to mental health and, and talking about it with Black women in particular. I have to talk about how colorism and texturism impact their mental and sexual health. So I got into it, I feel like I, in some ways I fell into it 
um, I was very much into the mental health side of things, just wanting people to have, live uh, their best life, as it were, but integrated. And I saw Meet the Fockers, and I was like, mm-hmm. wait, is sex therapy real? So I went and looked it up, and it was, and I was like, well, all right, <laughs> let me figure out where I get, go get some more of this education so that I can be prepared to do the work that people had already sort of thrust me in by giving me all their business. So if I said, okay, I'm signing up today to have a sex therapy session, what would like, what does that consist of? Because or, am I going to be somewhere like, you going to teach me with a banana how to suck dick or what, what is it like? What does it look like? Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people confuse sex expert with a sex, with sex therapist. Cause I don't think you need any education to be, well, any formal institutionalized education to be a sex expert, right? <laughs> Versus a sex therapist where you have to get some education, right? I mean, honestly, it, it runs the gamut um, depending on why you're going to sex therapy in the first place. So for some folk, it's straight sex therapy looks a lot more like, okay, we're having some issues around sex and we are trying to resolve those issues. Um, sometimes it's high sex drive, low sex drive. Sometimes it really is just like mechanics. And um, for that, I end up, I'll refer out to a sex coach. Okay. Um, I can teach mechanics, but that's not my lane. And I'm just like, I'm going to stick to my lane. Mm -hmm. Um, But for sex therapy, more times than people think they need sex therapy, but that's not actually what they need. What they need is communication therapy because they don't talk to each other well. Mm. So I'm seeing um, particularly um, couples and those in relationships it's more that they've had so many communication mishaps that they can't even communicate about sex anymore. There's a lot of pressure on it. They don't know how to engage intimately with one another outside of sex. So it's sort of rebuilding bridges and rebuilding trust and getting them back into a space where they feel like they can have the sex life that they want. Um, Where it comes to the mechanics of it all, I mean, most of my clients don't get to the mechanics because let me tell you that they already know how to have sex that is pleasurable and great and all that for them, but it, it's not pleasurable because they don't know how to talk. So once we get past the communication barriers and the, well, I don't really want to have sex with you because I don't like you no more type of stuff. Once we get past that, um, they don't actually need the mechanics talk. But if it does come down to mechanics, because I do deal in some virgins as well, they come on in a sex therapy too, um, then we might be learning like, okay, how do you suck dick? How do you ride dick? How do you do all of these things? <laughs> and can, at that point, it's like, all right, I need you to watch this video over here and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Because usually there's other feelings that come up when they're even learning that stuff. Because they're like, oh, well, now I feel badly because you know, I was raised Christian or I was raised this, I was raised that. And it goes against what I was told I'm supposed to do or what I feel like I should be allowed to do. So Mm, now we're having a completely different discussion. It ends up being about how we think and feel about sex more than the act of sex itself. But yeah, I'm looking like, I prefer people to ask Goody all the time. Goody got (laughs) classes. I'm going to go to classes. Rideology. So, all right, I had this boyfriend one time and it didn't last long. And you tell me, did we need a sex therapist or a sex expert or both? So we had, we were very, we got along really well. Everything like we walk in the door, be passionate. He be ripping me out of my clothes. We just kissing, falling all over the wall and shit. And as soon as we start having sex, I mean, it's over in two minutes. I mean, maybe not even two minutes. I mean, it is over fast. And I, you know, I know my pussy is really good. So I just got it at first. Like, oh, maybe he just needs to get used to this magic, this sunshine. I got. Uh-uh. So we had sex three different times and it was the same thing every time. So I'm like, all right, this is a problem because I'm not being pleased here. I, you know, the foreplay is amazing, but the sex is just too short. So I sat him down and I said to him, like, all right, this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation for both of us, but I need to say these things to you because I care about you and I really like you. And I was like, before you get done, I'm just getting started. I mean, once you're done, I'm just getting started. Like you come too fast. So he got up from the couch, 
walked to the kitchen, poured himself a glass of water. He didn't say, now we're just sitting there in silence. Didn't say a word. And then he took a sip of water and then he said, I ain't never had a bitch say no shit like that to me before. That was his response. And got his keys and walked out. He was so embarrassed. Pride <laughs> goeth before the fall. Um, <laughs> for me, that's sex therapy. That's sex therapy, um, not sex expert, right? Well, or both. I mean, I'm still a sex expert, right? And anyone who is a sex therapist is a sex expert. So it's not um, it's not a one or the other in that okay. way. Um, could he may have used some coaching more than likely? Yes. Um, but some of that would be sex therapy. Some of that falls under sex therapy period. So number one, like, what does he think he knows about sex and sexuality? How does he talk about sex and sexuality? Clearly not very well. If having someone gently give him feedback hurts that much, I'm looking like Mm -hmm. that's not the first time he heard it. He's lying. Yeah, and, and do we blame do we blame him or do we blame no or do we blame Tam for being honest or do we blame the women prior to her that just let him go on thinking he was knocking the bottom out that pussy like you ain't doing nothing. You doing <laughs> the damn thing. I'm like I'm I'm so pro pleasure that I'm not we not faking or I'm like what year is this? I will. That's what I'm, like, I'm sorry, sis, but that stuff should have been left in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that 2009? It should not be a thing of now. Faking it, lying, you are setting the next woman up for additional work or the next person up for additional work because now they got to be like, look, your sex is actually whack. It's like wiggity wiggity whack. Um, And I think that you can learn, but whoever told you that your dick, your dick slanging skills was the best thing since sliced bread lied. Whoever right. told you your head game was amazing lied. And you know what? Maybe they told the truth for them, but they're not telling the truth for me. For me, this does not work. For my body, this is what my body needs. And mm-hmm. I think that some of it is just learning, number one, that we have body diversity. Mm-hmm. And that in that body diversity, different things feel good for different people. Mm-hmm. So what you did for your last job, not going to work for this one. And you have to be okay with That's that. So true. That you have to you have to know that this is like a job. When right. you go from one clock in to on that pussy, please. <laughs> Word. I'm looking like, so you're a bank teller over at, at Chase. And now you want to go be a bank teller at Bank of America. The way that Bank of America does things might be different than Chase, which means that it is your job. Yes, you have some skills in bank teller stuff, but <laughs> some of those things will be transferable, but you still have to learn the lay of the land that you're at. And too right. many people don't want to learn the lay of the land. Instead, they have been taught that I have to know how to have sex, and that will be enough for anybody that I have sex with, as opposed to thinking how I have sex might have to change based on right. who it is that I'm with and what actually feels good for this. So, so men, like, you know please make sure. Profit, go sit down somewhere. Yeah, like men, make sure your woman tells you it's good. Don't just assume it is. Until I tell you it's good, just assume it's not. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Do you think, I feel like women orgasm is like a new world. It's like a new thing. Because I'd like to think that if women didn't have the right to vote, they didn't have the right to even talk at some point. Were men ever really that concerned about a woman coming back then? I want to say, let's say 70 years ago. Okay, not 70 years ago. But there definitely was a time where mm-hmm. um, there, there was a belief that you could only make a child if a woman orgasms. There was that belief. So they would work hard to make sure that orgasms happen. There was a time where they called it, um, they said like women had hysteria. And in order to treat hysteria, you give a woman an orgasm. I I would be having made right now. I'll be at the doctor every day like, doctor, that hysteria is back again. Oh, come on, help me out. Let me let me knock one full five six on out. So I mean, thinking about sex and sexuality in that way, I'm like, yeah, there was a time where it was very focused on um, a woman's orgasm, but somewhere along the way, patriarchy really did a beautiful number where it's just like, well, I got mine, you should have got yours. Number one, so we are moving it more into a selfish space where it's like, well, if I have an orgasm and you did it, that's your fault. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it, it stopped being about mutual pleasure and started mm-hmm. being about, let, let me get what I can get and fuck you. So when you move into that space, it's like, well, damn. Now, that's not to say that everyone is not responsible for their orgasms because I still believe that to be true as well. I'm like, you have a responsibility of what you need for your body to communicate it and to make sure that you get some as well. But if your partner is unwilling to sort of meet you where you are, is unwilling to change up what they're doing so that you can also experience pleasure, number one, why did you choose this whack-ass person? (laughs) <laughs> and number, you know, number three, four, and five, let them go. Let that, let that person go. Like they, they are not, they're not ready. They don't want to actually engage in sex with you. They're having sex to you. And that's not the same thing. So, uh, okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, I saw one of your videos on YouTube. You were talking about how to communicate with your partner about what you would like with sex. So <clears throat> my guy communicated that he wanted to ejaculate in my mouth. Busting like her, bust her mouth every time. <laughs> every time. Like, so he's like, you know, he wants to finish that way. And I don't like that. I'm not saying that I, I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying that I haven't done it. But to me, like, mm-hmm. that's some Valentine's Day birthday type shit. You're not just about to be slutting me out like you watching porn, like it's some porn. You know what I'm saying? I like nasty, nasty sex. But at the same time, like, no, every time I don't like that. Right. So he made a comment once and he was like, well, if you don't let me do it. Um, no, he said uh, how a woman can't become a girlfriend or a wife without doing that. That's kind of manipulation a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I a guess I won't bit. be exactly. I won't be girlfriend or wife then. But you end up being pretty much both. Exactly. Right. But how how do because I my thing is, why do you want to do that? Why do you want, if I'm already giving you all ahead in the world, why do you then have to take it up a notch or try and push the envelope? Is it because it really feels good? Or is it because you're now trying to make me do something that I just don't want to do? So you're like, you know, trying to force me to do something I really don't like. And if it's pleasurable for you and it's not pleasurable for me, why do you want to do it? Mm. So different people find different things to be pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all about, you know, not knocking somebody else's sex. So don't yuck someone else's yum. For them, that is a yummy ass thing to do. Like this makes right. like, oh, it makes me feel good. It feels so great. It feels, it feels like, it feels like love. It feels like hugs and kisses right. and cookies and all that stuff. It feels like Valentine's Day every day. So for them, it may <laughs> feel like that. But if for you, the thing does not feel like that, that means that you should not necessarily go extending your consent in that direction. If for mm-hmm. you, it's more of a, I'll do this every now and then, but I can't commit to this all the time sort of thing, then that is the way that you do it. But if they can't respect your decision to say no, for me, that is a red ass flag. If you're, if you're like, look, I am not into this thing that you are into and you are in a space now where you are not accepting that you do not have consent, that is a problem for me. Well, it's not like, like you don't be do coercing it. or manipulating or right. controlling or constantly being like do it do it do it do it you if you loved me you would do it um if you wanted me to marry you you would do it because those are forms of manipulation now he can make a decision for himself if he's saying that that is a boundary that he will not marry somebody who does not swallow or (laughs) at the very least you know who won't catch them kids even if it's not (laughs) (laughs) then he gets to make that decision for himself for him that could be the line in the sand what right. people tend to do is try to draw boundaries against other people's gardens. I'm looking like, no, your boundaries are for you. Your boundaries are not for others. So saying like, well, then you can't be over here if you won't do this. I'm like, this is what I need. I see that you are unable to meet my need, which means right. that we are not actually compatible. I hope that it's okay that we part ways at this time. <laughs> yeah, because that. we would have good sex and all that. So is that's just the one other thing. And yeah, I don't think that anybody should. If, if if that's your boundary and you're not saying, no, you can't do this, I'll do it every once in a while. I don't think it's something that should happen all the time just because you say so. Absolutely. Nothing. I'm <laughs> like, what works like that other than jobs? Right. And look, if you put some, mon- exactly. if you put some monetary value behind it now, maybe you can pay me to do it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, hey, pay me. 
can't play. That's a whole different episode right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> but is it? Is it though? I'm like, people are already in a lot of ways paying to play. It, but we are asking people for emotional commitments to go with the sex. Like, mm-hmm. I'll trade you sex for some emotional commitment. I'll trade you this for that. I'm just like, look, in the end of the day, everybody's selling something to somebody for something. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's about <laughs> making sure that your needs are met and their needs are also being met. We're talking about just being in a space of mutual um, respect as well as some level of reciprocity. Everybody is looking for something. Right. And it's not about like, oh, you hold yourself out. I mean, I mean, technically you do that at work. You sell your body so that you can make money. Right. I mean, and on top of that, this Jasmine Sullivan already tell us this. We listen to hotels. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, hot ass album. I'm like, we already know everybody's doing something for something. Period. <laughs> Hold on. Before we get into anything else, let's pay some bills real quick. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. So on our show, we had conversations about open marriages and polygamy. Like, What's your thoughts on that? polyamory polygamy however it is that someone wants to live their life is not really my business that's number one that's what I believe I believe that you should actually live your best life and I have found that some of the most stable relationships that I see in therapy and that I see from you know some of the folks that I rock with are actually made up of three individuals or more so Mm -hmm. they have they you have to have communication with your partner um none of that well you should know none of that stuff it's actually, I talk about the things that I need in my relationship and I have my needs met. It also means that, you know, when you're with somebody and they have a whole different set of sex acts that they want to do, but you like, oh, hell no. The third person, that person might be the one to be like, yes. Now right. Everybody's needs are Like met. he can Everybody get somebody who's mouthy can come in. Exactly. Because <laughs> right. it's just like, you, we, I think oftentimes we think that everybody, whoever that we're with, whoever our romantic partner is should meet every single need that we have. Mm. And that is unrealistic. 
-hmm. it's not going to happen. Just like you Mm -hmm. don't get everything you need from one friend. You have a bunch of different friends, right? You're like, oh, well, this one I could talk to about this type of stuff because she's more receptive. This one I could talk to about this stuff because he's more, he's more cool with that. And this one I could talk about this because this is the thing, this is their line. You can't talk about everything with everybody. So why do you expect your partner to now be the end all be all for everything mm. that you could possibly need in a relationship? If we take the if we take romantic relationships off the damn pedestal because they do not belong up there and put them in par with the other friendships and other types of relationships that we have, we will see that we are just meeting various needs that we have with various people. Mm. And if we do the same thing within romantic spaces we can have all of our needs met. So I think that it is very traditional in a sense, very Christian traditional to say one man, one woman in particular. But I'm like, if it's not realistic. that's not what you're rocking with, that's not what you're rocking with. So for some people, it's very realistic. I think that there, so, I think there's what a you lot of diversity. With? What you rocking I'm with? rocking with what I rock with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you about to get married. I was trying to get dig in I there, girl. I am about to get married. Congratulations um, to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but for me, for me and Mr. Boothang, that's, that's uh, you know, a space where we, we navigate what it is that we are wanting in our relationship. In a lot of ways, some people would say that we're not a traditional couple um, just because of like earnings and who has more time, who, who's doing this, who's doing that. Some people would say that he, would, he was in a wrong space if he was a woman who doesn't want to have children. I am that woman. I don't want to have children. Um, maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I won't. But in this here moment, no, I'm quite all right on that. So, I mean, this is us cultivating the life that we want. And as a therapist, my job, I'm just like, well, what kind of life do you actually want to have? A right. lot of clients are now, they are playing more around with like the idea of opening up relationships. They are um, even exploring their own sexuality because so many people, I mean, a lot of us were brought up in you got to be straight type rhetoric mm-hmm. and I'm not straight. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm with a, I'm with a dude, but that doesn't change my identity from, from being what I am to just because he's a dude. That don't, I'm looking like, how'd that work? I'm looking like, what's next? Transracial? I'm not. So I'm just, <laughs> I think that in building the life that you want to have for yourself, you have to be number one, cognizant of who you are and be willing to question that every day. Mm -hmm. What we know about ourselves right now in this moment is going to change, right? Every time you learn something, every time you have a new conversation, become a hypocrite. Somebody sees something, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it takes plans. You start thinking about it. You want to learn more about it. And then Mm -hmm. you change your mind. And, that's, I mean, if you're even going to be in a relationship, being able to grow together is part of it. And I think that people forget the part where you grow. And sometimes that growth may grow apart. Um, sometimes you grow closer together. But being able to determine um, for yourself where it is that you want to go, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I am I'm open for people who are poly. I am I'm down for people who are who are not. I'm like, if you want to be monogamous, great. If you're not monogamous, also great. It's really about you doing what's best for you in your relationship. Absolutely. I agree. So let me ask you this, because I masturbate a lot, because I don't have like a regular, like I don't have a consistent sex partner right now in my life. Mm-hmm. So I masturbate a lot. Am I fucking up my clitoris for when I do have a man? <laughs> no. You got to DJ on your own stuff. <laughs> But I use like I use like toys and stuff like that, and I just concerned that like I'm like fucking my clitoris up, desensitizing it. Yeah, is that a thing? No, I'm good. But a lot of people think that, right? Um, So really, it's just like number one, yes. Can you temporarily numb the area? Yeah, but it'll also bounce back. So if it's like, oh, I can't feel anything, then maybe lay off of it for a couple of days. And it'll come right back and everything will be good all over again. Um, <laughs> but the idea that you can over-masturbate or that you can desensitize your clitoris, that stuff is just built in in lies. I, I'd be wondering where people like, oh, like, yo, these are some beautiful men, lies. Men make because it up. So, trying to stop you from yes. 
Because if you can make yourself orgasm harder than they can, then maybe they start feeling some type of way. Exactly. That's why they be hating on vibrators and shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who got time to hate on vibrators? They are there to help you. Yeah, I might pack it and bring it to your house. Suck on my titties while I do this. Thank you. <laughs> it's actually a little mutual masturbation. Tis the month for it all. I do it. I have a friend who considers like her husband masturbating as cheating. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that not? I don't see it as cheating. Do you see it as? I guess it's just it depends on the parameters of your marriage. Yeah, but it definitely depends depends on the parameters of your own relationship. I would I would urge them to think about why. Why do you see your partner touching their own body as a form of cheating? What about it feels threatening to you? Um, I've, I've, I've even done a couple of videos on this on my Instagram because um, I talk about this type of stuff every May when I start talking about masturbation May, somebody slides into my DMs and they're just like, is it cheating if I masturbate? And I'm just like, I don't know. You got to tell me what your I relationship think, is. I mean, maybe she feels that way because if he's not fucking her and then you're in the bathroom every Tuesday or every day at six o'clock beating your dick and you're not fucking me, that, that's the problem. If I am wanting and willing to have sex with you, but you rather please yourself, that's a sex therapist issue, right? We right. need to come to you. It, it, it very well could be a sex therapist issue. I have seen that issue come up. For me, I'm more like, I think that number one, you should be able to masturbate to your heart's content because sometimes masturbation is not necessarily about the thing that we think it's about, right? So it's not always about the sexual piece of it. Sometimes it's just, I need pleasure. Sometimes it's just, I need a relief. Sometimes it's more about your mental health than it is about the, the physical need, right? So you should be able to do the things that work best for you for your mental health and for your general well-being. And for some people, masturbation is it. And it's also Mental Health Awareness Month. So to me, it is it. I'm looking like, it really is. It, it just runs the gamut there. <laughs> but if you're feeling like you're not getting the sex that you want, but your partner is is masturbating and you are not included, number one, that's a conversation to be had. See if you can mm -hmm. insert yourself into their masturbatory practices. Like, hey, can I join you? Can I watch? Um, can, can I suck the titties while you do that? Can I caress you while you do that? Um, being able to just bring each other together. Like, can we masturbate together? A little mutual mask. Can I masturbate you? Like let me let mm. like let me get involved in the masturbatory practice here. That is one way to sort of see if you can bridge the gap. Um, and I would be wondering what's going on in your relationship that your partner does not want to have sex with you. So you worried about the sex? I'm looking like I'm worried about what else is going on in your relationship. So so the next they don't want to have sex with you. Right. So that's I my mean, thing. That's so, not to say something is wrong, but something right. could be wrong, and you are completely unaware of it. Yeah. So for me, intimacy, and I think for a lot of women, intimacy starts in the mind. Like I want you to love on me all day long, not just right before you want to fuck me when we get into bed at night. So if we're constantly having disagreements. We're constantly arguing. And I feel like being in love is a state of mind. So you have to do things to continuously keep falling in love with your mate because it's easy to fall out of love. And then you could fall back in love with that same person, or you might go outside the relationship. Right. So if we're constantly arguing and you still want sex, even after argument, sometimes men, they don't care. Like they can be, I have to be happy to have sex. So we're constantly arguing and I'm mad. I don't want to have sex. Don't touch me. And no, we're not right now physically in an argument, but I'm still pissed. And if you, I don't want you touching me. And if I let you do it, it's kind of rapey because I didn't want to do it in the first place. Now I'm just doing something because you want to do it because mm -hmm. I don't want my man to go to someone else for it, but I'm pissed at the same time. I like I like men. I want to say I hate like that rhetoric. <laughs> that rhetoric, that piece of like, me. um, if you won't do it, somebody else will. I'm looking like then right. go, then go. Well, if see, you don't threaten me, you can go. Goodbye. That's, that's go the type of time I'm on. And you know what? Go get the rest of your relationship from them while you at it. Goodbye. Pretty much. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Deuces. Don't come back and fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's a see, new look. thing. See, Tam, she thinks it's cool to start arguments so she can have makeup sex. I don't like that shit. Don't start don't an argument know. with me because you're going to be fucking yourself for a month playing. Why you got to tell my business? <laughs> Toxiana. That's why. Tell a sex therapist. 
Dr. Oreo. Sometimes I might like start a little friction just so we can have that kind of like forceful, angry sex sometimes. Uh, Is that bad? I just role play. I feel like it's not real. The anger ain't real. (laughs) Oh. Shoot. If it works for you and your partner. It, no well, it, well, I guess it didn't because me and that nigga ain't together no more. So I guess it didn't work. But, <laughs> but AJ, back to what you were saying, like um, about like, you know, wanting different types of intimacy. This book right here, Use Your Mouth mm. um, by Shamira Howard. Um, this book is, uh, it's amazing. You know, like it's small. It's pocket size for your convenience. But it talks about seven different types of intimacy and it ends with sexual intimacy because for a lot of people, yeah, they do need those other pieces in order to feel like they can have the type of sex that feels good and connected for them. And you're right. Some people be like, um, we are not on the same page. You can keep your hands off my body. My body mm-hmm. is mine. I'm not willing to share this. And they're like, you don't got to do nothing. Just lay there. Like, how is that pleasurable for me? Like, first of all, you don't know how it feels to be penetrated, right? And then on top, me not even liking you right now. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> like, yo, some people will say any daggone thing. I just feel like, oh, so you want to masturbate, but with my body. Right. Like. And to me, like, like sex not interested in my participation, and you're just interested in getting a nut. You could have done that with some note with some lotion in your hand. Like, <laughs> have some fun. Right. You can do it as many times as you like, and you don't have to involve me. You can go mm-hmm. get yourself a pocket pussy. Um, go get yourself whatever toy it is that you need so that you can have some enjoyment. But right now, my body is off limits, and you have right. to be okay with that. And if you're yeah. not going to be okay with that, like I said, I'm all about get the hell on. I bought my nigga a pocket pussy one time for real. Like I bought him one because he was military and he was deployed. So I sent it in a care package with some Doritos and shit. <laughs> a little piece of pussy and some Doritos. Those <laughs> girls be selling pussy in the military, girl. Them girls be abroad selling pussy. The mm-hmm. few uh women. <laughs> it's the right there. <laughs> Hold on. Before we get into anything else, let's pay some bills real quick. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, 
HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. All right, so let's get into colorism and texturism. Um, you wrote a book, Cocoa Butter and Hair Grease, A Self-Love Journey Through Hair and Skin. Tell us about the book and what prompted you to create it. Um, the book is a workbook. It's a 12-week-plus workbook, um, really to get you thinking about your skin tone, your hair texture, the messages that you've received about them, and how those messages impact you at work, with your family, with lovers, and sort of breaking out of what those messages were so that you can replace them with messages that feel better and more affirming for you. Um, and of course, it has a really dope uh, feelings chart in it. Um, had that jump created because you know finding a feelings chart with black folks is difficult so then we also decided we're just gonna put some black ass feelings in it like oh i'm feeling myself i wish a bitch would is uh -uh. it is an emotion in my opinion it is it is um and the fuck is also in there like the fuck (laughs) it's also an emotion the way i see it um but it was it was it was created because um, there's there's a couple of clients in particular that ended up being like a lot of the basis for it. So before it was just a bunch of worksheets and homework that I gave them. And I mm-hmm. told somebody that I had created a bunch of worksheets and things. And they were like, you should put it in a book. And I said, mm-hmm. and I had the whole thing basically outlined and mapped out in my, um, in my Google drive. And somebody was like, yeah, she writing a book. And I was like, what? She done told everybody. I'm looking like it ended up on therapy for black girls that I'm writing a book. I was like, I wasn't, but I guess I will now. I ain't gonna turn right. a liar. So um, <laughs> I had the worksheets translated and, and you know done into something that was a little bit prettier and bound together. But the one of the clients was just like, I'm dark, I'm fat, and I'm nappy. Who the fuck gonna want me? And this was part of the justification for staying in an abusive relationship. Mm. that that well who else is going to want me I have to accept what I what I got and we have to keep in mind that like people say that all the time though right and we've already normalized it so we'll be like oh they acting real light skin what does that mean Mm. oh they acting light skin you need to remember what color you are you acting light skin oh dark skin women are not allowed to have standards only light skin women are allowed to have standards like it, it, it just becomes this whole big ass thing where I feel like dark skinned people are consistently being gaslit into believing that their experience is not their experience. So somebody has to talk to dark skinned people and I decided it was going to be me. Okay. And as much as I love hearing from light skinned folk who talk about colorism and texturism, I'm looking like there are a lot of dark skinned people that you don't hear who also talk about this, who will never be on the same programming, who will never be at the front. Right. So I want to get into texturism because there's a lot of isms out here, but I never realized that texturism was a thing. So I always make jokes that, you know, if all black women had like loose, like like how this hair looks, right? This nice Indian mm-hmm. bundles I'm going to be selling soon anyway. <laughs> so if all women, all black women had like hair like this, because I think men love hair. Like they want to be able to touch our hair and they can't, right? A lot of times they can't just rub their fingers through our natural hair and touch our scalp. I always make a joke that if all black women had long curly hair, we would keep, we would, like our men wouldn't be going outside the community <laughs> because they're so in love with hair. But we wear weave or, you know, if you have 4C hair like I do, like you're not just sticking your fingers to that. No, I got that 4C <laughs> myself. It might um, be in between, though. For me, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. my part, I'm like, oh, put your hands in there. I'll fix the fro later. Like, come on. Because um, I, I personally, I don't like to divorce myself from that bit of pleasure that comes with someone playing in your hair, someone, you know, massaging your scalp, or even, um, especially within sex acts, I'm looking like, there's, all, there's so many beautiful nerve endings right there. I'm just like, I don't deny myself any of those things. Um, but, I mean, this idea of touchable hair, 
it usually grew for me I remember like those herbal essences commercials growing up where they'd be like yes 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 and you're supposed <laughs> to have this wavy long hair and it's supposed to be shiny and movable and all that other stuff and the advertising of sex hair or, or bed hair and it's supposed to be this sexy sort of hair that happens when you have naturally straight hair I think that for a lot of it is just we need to rewrite the script um, natural hair is not unattractive. Natural hair is not unmanageable. Natural mm-hmm. hair is not even any more difficult to manage. But because most of us have learned how to manage straight hair, we think of our own hair as being unmanageable. I'm like, no, your hair won't do the thing that you're trying to make it do that straight hair does, which is not the same thing as saying that your hair is unmanageable. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to manage it. Sounds more accurate. Like, right. It's not unmanageable. You just don't know how to manage it. There's I don't feel like managing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make it do something that it's not supposed to do. Exactly. I'm looking like, I'm. how am I supposed to get a messy bun? I can't get no messy bun. I can't wake up and just gather my natural hair and just stick it in some sort of messy bun. I'm looking like, look, that's not my life. My hair don't do that. <laughs> I know that I need water and a brush. If, if I right. You get a mess, your bun will just look a mess. It won't be a messy bun. <laughs> <laughs> But even then, letting that be okay. But we mm-hmm. we get caught up, and um, and this is you know again the, a thing, a product of white supremacy that says that black people are subferior, you know, that they're inferior to white folk, and that we have to work twice as hard to make ourselves presentable to be acceptable in space. So we are constantly, I think, in a lot of ways, erasing pieces of who we are in order to meet that. I mean, it was a couple of years ago that H&M had the little girl who had yeah. with the same sort of messy hair that the front, that the other people had, but she had a different hair texture and people got up in arms and I'm just like, your trauma is- That's her hair. That away. That's her hair. Yes. And it is, it's supposed to be about kids at play. How they do and, black, blue ivy. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Well, how they I'm were doing like, her. Yeah, now that her hair is long and flourishing, they're okay. Because mm-hmm. we like it when hair- fits to some level of Eurocentric standards. We mm-hmm. want the hair to be long. We want the hair to be straighter. We want the hair to constantly be done. And I'm just like, nobody is constantly together, but we feel like we have to constantly put on. I'm looking like, we're so used to code switching. We code switch with our hair. We code switch with our clothes. We do it with our voices. We got our white voice when we answer the phone. I mean, we're doing all of this stuff all the time. And I'm just like, number one, it's exhausting. And number two, it tends to lead to certain levels of anxiety and depression because mm-hmm. you're separating yourself from yourself. At some point, we have to learn to like what is already ours. Mm-hmm. And the way that your hair grows out of your head, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just society's view of what is considered to be acceptable and not acceptable. And society's view is white supremacist as fuck. There's not, there's not very much that Black people can do to be considered acceptable. You have to change almost everything about who you are in order for someone to say that you're acceptable and mm-hmm. just acceptable, not desirable, not the best, just you just barely met the bar. Mm-hmm. And, right. Let's talk. Start, let's talk about some more sex before you go. Because <laughs> 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 like, this shit getting too deep, man. Listen, <laughs> um, how important, how important, how, what you said? Well, Sorry. We gotta do our dumb bitch story. <laughs> <laughs> all oh. right so no we gotta ask you all right we have a segment called dumb bitch story right okay. and it's just you know we've all been the dumb bitch once or twice in our life for whatever reason can you think of a time where you felt like damn i was stupid <laughs> I like there are several times i'm like damn that was dumb that was dumb oh oh goodness see don't put me on a stock. I gotta, I gotta like, dang. Girl, well, you think I'm going to read one from a, a listener who sent theirs in, and we can discuss theirs. And if you come up with one, you can share it at the end. Dumb bitch story. You're so dumb. Because we've all been a dumb bitch at least once or twice. All right, so listen to this. This is from Megan. Um, I was riding in the car with my boyfriend. We were on the way to the beach. His phone rang and he didn't recognize the number, so he answered. When he answered, he had the audacity to be laughing and giggling and shit. So I'm in the passenger seat getting pissed off. He hangs up the phone and I go off. I'm asking him who he was talking to and he ignores me. 
that pissed me off even more. So to get his attention, I grabbed the steering wheel and accidentally turned it, and we ran off the road, and we went into the embankment. Long story short, the police came, and it was his mom who was actually on the phone and was calling from a different number, not another girl. He called his friend to pick him up, and he left me with my car on the side of the interstate with AAA and the police. Now he won't answer my calls. What can I do to get my nigga back? Ooh, what can she do, y'all? You showed your whole ass. Your whole ass. I'm like, grab like, the steering wheel. With a person that you don't trust, you gonna yes. run both of y'all asses off the fucking road to prove a point? Literally and okay? figuratively. She trying to run right. him off the road. <laughs> now, you don't, you could have died, sis. You could have died. Listen, Absolutely. anybody who thinks that's cute to grab the steering wheel to get a nigga attention, don't do that. Don't do that. It's never that serious. You don't deserve him back. You don't yeah. deserve your bag. And then you could possibly go to jail and he's still going to be fucking bitches out here. <laughs> dumb bitch. Like, yeah, you were definitely a dumb bitch. Like, that was very jelly. I was just like, that was, that was not the move at all. I'm just like, what did you get from that? You put your own car in an embankment and now you got to pay AAA and now you got, I'm like, oh no. No, no, he don't no, 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 no. Hell to the no, no, no. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely, you are a dumb bitch for that. Hopefully you've learned your lesson and you don't deserve him back. You don't. You just got to find somebody else and be And the better. thing is, he still might not, he, he still might be an ain't shit dude. He still may right. not be shit himself. I'm just like, but if you're feeling that insecure in your relationship, mm-hmm. Maybe it, you have a conversation. Maybe you leave, but definitely we're not running ourselves off the damn road. Lie. <laughs> goddamn fool! No. You are, you crazy? We need to get a you are a dumb bitch drop. No, that that's not even that might be a crazy bitch, not a dumb right. bitch. You a crazy bitch? You are a crazy dumb bitch. <laughs> I'm just like, woo! You didn't think that went through. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't yeah, have, I don't have no stories okay. on that level. Not on Listen, that level. You about to get married, child. She ain't trying to put her business out here anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question. We've accomplished so much. What's next that we can expect for Dr. Oreo Ooh. Uh, hmm. Well, I am currently writing a book okay. on self-esteem for black women. Mm. Um we gonna see how that go because uh, I'm busy. <laughs> I feel like I'm team doing too much sometimes. Um, so I guess that's what you what you can expect to see next. Okay, that's uh, another we're book. Be looking for it. We're gonna be looking for that for sure. Look, I've been trying to write a book since 2011, so maybe we can challenge each other. I've been trying that's to write a book. <laughs> Uh, uh, instruction guide to the black man is what I've been trying to write, but you know I need a lot of research with some shit like that. So I've been out here fucking niggas and trying to figure shit out. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get some primary data. No, you really should. Uh, you should focus on that, AJ. I really want to see that book come from you and Doctor Oreo. Well, I would love to get that book about. Yes, honey. We need that. We need both of them. So. Yeah, I'll Absolutely. get the word. I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna beat that book. So um when you finna be done. All right. We can challenge each other each other. Maybe we can maybe I'll finish it this year. I'll just say that. Okay. It'll be 2021. Okay. <laughs> I got two chapters now. I got 10 more chapters to go. I had already outlined the book. So I I mean I just gotta I really gotta get the right in is. <laughs> you know, one it. more time, the name of the book that you already have out so our listeners can go purchase it. It is Cocoa Butter and Hair Grease, A Self-Love Journey Through Hair and Skin. It's available on Amazon. I think it might be on Barnes & Noble. And it's um, you can also get it from my website, CocoaButterAndHairGrease.com. Hey. Is, is there coloring in it? Because if it's some coloring in there, I'm, I'm going to get it. You know, there's a couple of, a little couple coloring pages up in here. Oh, bitch, I'm sold. I'm going to get it. <laughs> like, you know, I like to smoke weed and color. Because I like to color too. There's a couple crosswords, some coloring pages. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, this one. Oh yes, I love yes, it. I'm gonna buy yeah. it. We really, 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 really appreciate you pulling up on us. 
This was a great episode. Yes. Yeah, we enjoyed you. Thank you. For you got to come back. Me. When you get that ne- that second book together, come on back and let's talk about it. Okay. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Apparently, my vagina works based on what Dr. Oreo Will has to say. So that's yeah, good. That pussy been broke, bitch. <laughs> See, that pussy been you- broke. My pussy works, okay? <laughs> Just fine. Still in the game. Yeah. So we get to learn we got to learn about texturism, which I never knew was a thing until now. I kind of knew, but I didn't know it was a word for it, right? We all obviously we know like discrimination based on hair mm-hmm. is a real thing, but they got a fucking word for every goddamn thing. Right. Man. I got ugly feet. What do they call it? Footism. A bitch who be picking up rocks and throwing them. <laughs> I be picking salmon out the stream with my feet, just grabbing them out. Like a hawk. <laughs> like a hawk. <laughs> like a bear. Got to be more careful. Um, I can, You know, I compare myself to an animal every episode as of lately. It's been a fish, a bear. Now you a Bitch, when were you when were you a bear? Just now. I said like a bear snatches stand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely enjoyed the therapist. Listen, I didn't want her to leave because I had some more fucking questions on my damn notepad so I could get my free hours worth of therapy right quick. But you was rushing it. I was we talked for a long time. She that lady had to go. She ain't had time for your uh you trying to take advantage of her uh free information. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma get her book though. I'm gonna buy it for everybody like and put it in their Christmas gifts. I think that'll be a nice Christmas gift for everybody. Yep. You know I'm all about buying a self help book for bitches. <laughs> And if this will make your pussies better, you'll be nicer people. Look, bitch, I'm going to give it to you. It took a while for me to even touch a book. So I know. All the books I done gave you, they probably collected <laughs> dust at your house. <laughs> I might not buy your ass one. No, I'm keep buying buy I, like I like I'll oh. buy you a vibrator and no book. So look, I don't know if... So I bought me the rose off a of Groupon. I just don't know if it's authentic, though. Is it sucking or is it shooting out air? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's doing it the right way or not. It's weird. What, is it going like this? Or is not it not hard though? <laughs> it's not doing it hard. Which one? The first? Yeah. The second? It, it suck a little bit. But it's not hard. Oh. I think that I got pussy, the wrong shit. That pussy me hard. <laughs> Look, shut up. So listen, if you guys enjoyed this week's episode, please tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. Also, we need all the dumb bitch stories, all the Tim series, all the ask a uh, black friend questions from our other listeners. You guys can email us at we talk back pod at gmail.com. And this is your girl AJ. And it's Tam Bam. I love y'all. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. 
Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.